five, six, seven, eight. Hi, everybody. Hello, friends. We hope you've all been having an amazing summer. However, we thought we'd go back to school for this episode. Mm-hmm. So you better shape up and sharpen your pencils because we're taking you all the way back to the class of 1959 for this show history lesson. <laughs> Let's hand jive right into it. Oh, yes. Tell me more. Tell me more. It's 1959 and Rydell High School's senior class are ready to rule the school. The slick Burger Palace boys are stealing hearts and acting tough, and their gum-snapping pink ladies are looking smoking in bobby socks and pedal pushers. The 1950s high school dream is about to explode in this musical that is both an homage to the idealism of the 50s and a satire of high schoolers' age-old desire to be rebellious. At the heart of the story is the romance between hot rotting greaser Danny Zuko and the sweet new girl in town Sandy Dombrowski. They had a secret romance in summer, but now back in the context of school, peer pressure and cliques make their love a bit more complicated. Can Danny maintain his cool dude status and still make sweetheart Sandy his girl? The whole gang sings and dances around Sandy and Danny's romance through such hit songs as Greased Lightning, We Go Together, and Summer Nights. Okay, so let's break it down starting with the original production of Grease, which premiered at the Kingston Mines Theater in Chicago in 1971. The script was based on creator Jim Jacobs' experience while at William Taft High School in Chicago. Warren Casey collaborated with Jim, and together they penned the book, music, and lyrics. The original Chicago production was rather rough and vulgar for shock value compared to the version we now know and love. The Chicago production ran for eight months when producers Ken Waisman and Maxine Fox saw the show and made a deal to produce it off-Broadway. The team then headed to New York City to collaborate on the new production of Grease. The production was directed by Tom Moore and choreographed by Patricia Birch. Grease opened off-Broadway at the Eden Theater in downtown Manhattan on February 14, 1972. Though Grease opened geographically off-Broadway, it did so under first-class Broadway contracts, which made the production deemed eligible for the 1972 Tony Awards, where it received seven Tony Award nominations. Following the Tonys, Grease moved to the Broadhurst Theater on Broadway and then made yet another move to the Royale Theater, where it ran until January 27, 1980. The show also moved to the Majestic Theater, where it then closed on April 13, 1980. Now feels like a good place to pause on the production transfers and chat briefly about the iconic names that were in the original Broadway production. Yes, please. I mean, we had the incredible Barry Bostwick as Danny and Carol Dimas as Sandy with Adrian Barbo as Rizzo and Timothy Myers as Kanicki. Speaking of Kanicki, Jeff Conway starred as Danny for a while, as did Peter Gallagher. There was even Richard Gere as Sonny, Judy Kay as Rizzo, my husband Patrick Swayze as Danny, <laughs> and of course, the man John Travolta as Duty. Mm-hmm. Now here's where the show made a big leap across the pond to visit our friends in London. Grease had its debut at the New London Theatre on June 26, 1973, with a cast that included Richard Gere as Danny, Stacey Gregg as Sandy, and Jackie Ann Carr as Rizzo. The production closed on February 14, 1974. Between this time and the next big stage production, the film was released in cinemas on June 16, 1978, starring John Travolta as Danny Zuko and Olivia Newton-John as Sandy, along with Stockard Channing as Rizzo and Jeff Conway as Kanicki. Grease was successful both critically and commercially, becoming the highest-grossing film musical ever at the time. 
The film version also gave way to the debut of iconic songs we all know and love, Grease, Sandy, Hopelessly Devoted to You, and You're the One That I Want. However, these songs would still not make it into a stage production until the 90s. But we'll get there. <laughs> the stage show was revived at the Astoria Theatre in England from June 7th to September 22nd, 1979, and later opened another revival at the Dominion Theatre before transferring to the Cambridge Theatre in October 1996, where it ran until September 11th, 1999. The success led to the first UK national tour, which now featured the original score, including songs written for the film adaptation. To align with the iconic film's success, the Burger Palace Boys were renamed the T-Birds. All right, I'm so excited to talk about this production. Okay. A Broadway revival directed and choreographed by Jeff Calhoun premiered on May 11th, 1994 at the Eugene O'Neill Theatre. The opening cast included Ricky Paul Golden as Danny, Susan Wood as Sandy, the absolute love of my life, Rosie O'Donnell, as Rizzo and Billy Porter as Teen Angel. <gasps> so Broadway had seen celebrity Broadway replacements, but this production truly became a staple for stunt casting, but in the best possible way. I mean, these are just a few notable replacement performers, okay? Linda Blair, Chubby Freaking Checker, Mickey Dolenz, Debbie Gibson, Lucy Lawless, Darlene Love. Maureen McCormick, Mackenzie Phillips, and Brooke Shields. The show then went on to tour the U.S. for many, many years. A new Broadway revival was directed and choreographed by Kathleen Marshall and began at the Brooks Atkinson Theater on August 19th, 2007. One of the first, if not the first, Broadway televised casting competition took place with Grease, You're the One That I Want, where performers from all over the country auditioned weekly for judges and Grease alumni to win the opportunity of a lifetime, the roles of Danny and Sandy on Broadway. Max Crum, Slacker Danny, and Laura Osnes, Small Town Sandy, were selected to portray Danny and Sandy based on viewer votes cast during the run of the NBC reality show. The original score for the revival included the four songs written for the film adaptation. The production ended on January 4th, 2009, with runner-up Ashley Spencer as Sandy and contestant Derek Keeling as Danny. Grease also had a fabulous television special in 2016 titled Grease Live as part of the live event musicals that started taking place a few years ago. It starred Aaron Tveit, <gasps> Julianne Huff, Carlos Penavega, and Vanessa Hudgens. Greece has gone on to continue traveling the world along with the current newly staged production touring the UK and Ireland until November 2021. Let's share some fun facts, shall we? Let's do it. Hey, Jocelyn, did you know Rydell High is named after one of our podcast guests? <gasps> that would be Mr. Bobby Rydell himself. If you've listened to our episode with Bobby, you know this, but he didn't know that the high school in Greece had been named after him until he saw the movie himself. So you can check out that episode where we chat all about uh, the use of his name in Greece and his legacy. Here's another cool fact. Henry Winkler, who you'd likely know as Fonzie from Happy Days, turned down the role of Danny Zuko in the film. Hey. Elvis Presley was initially offered the role of Teen Angel, but it was ultimately given to Frankie Avalon. I actually read that Elvis died on the day they filmed the Elvis, Elvis, Let Me Be section of Look at Me, I'm Sandra D. So that's really crazy. Well, it's a really good thing they cast somebody else. Jeez. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, this is a brilliant fun fact. I'm laughing as I read it because Chrissy found this one, <laughs> but this is so good. And you can <laughs> tell I found it. If you if you know me at all, you know that this is the kind of shit I love to see uh, in a podcast script. Okay, so the song Beauty School Dropout got its name after the writers for Greece saw a news report about a teenager who dropped out of beauty school and became a murderer. How does that even happen? I don't know. That's a bad I question. Mean, it's just bad That is all some around. like... That's the new, like, um, CW drama now streaming. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Coming to a station near you. Death by blow dryer. <laughs> what did you say? D- death by blow dryer? <laughs> I heard know. something else. It did start with blow, but oh, yeah. dryer was not the did. second part. Okay. I am not surprised. <laughs> God. Anyway, Chrissy, yes. why don't you tell me your earliest <laughs> memories of Greece? My earliest memories of Greece. Well, I was a child for sure. I can remember it so clearly, actually. My cousin and I were having a sleepover, and my mom put on the VHS, the anniversary edition with the behind-the-scenes feature before the film, and I was so in awe. It actually, it also came with, like, a script, and I treasured that. I couldn't even fully read. I was, like, tiny, tiny, but I underlined every single line in there like I was somebody important. And it was also my first live theater production. Um, I I think I was like six at the time. I I remember that like vaguely. I think I had the flu. Um, And it wasn't a very good production, but I still, I still enjoyed. I still was like, oh my God, live theater. This is pretty cool. Uh, But basically, I wholeheartedly loved Grease, and it made me realize that not only cartoons sang on TV, TV because uh, you have to remember, back then, we didn't have a ton of mainstream mainstream movie musicals based on Broadway shows, right? So there was like Grease, Annie, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and uh, I can't really think of any others right now, but... I definitely wasn't watching Rocky Horror at four years old. I definitely waited until I was eight. I waited until I was eight. Oh, yeah, wait until he was eight. <laughs> Anyways, so in the era of the Grease reality show, I was full on obsessed. My grandmother and I made bets on who would win, and we'd watch it weekly and then call each other after the show. Uh, and when Max and Laura won, it was like the first time. I fully realized that this could be a career option. You know, we had people like Kelly Clarkson, who uh, she was the first winner of American Idol. And I remember watching that happen as well. But she was singing as a singer songwriter. Brilliantly so, I should add. But Laura, Ashley and all the Sandys that were performing, um, they were performing in a way that I wanted to. And here they were winning roles on TV like American Idol. Except, you know, it was for Broadway. And my grandparents went to see Grease on Broadway soon after the revival opened because, duh, they were as obsessed as I was with the reality show. Um, Side note, so they actually sat beside, well, not beside, sorry, they actually sat near Taylor Swift and people were just starting to take notice of her for Tim McGraw and her latest singles. So they went up and wished her luck or something like that. And she was very sweet and appreciative of their support. So 
I always like to share that because it's a pretty cool story. <laughs> oh my god, throwback being like, oh Taylor Swift, oh sweet oh, Taylor, good Swift. luck, honey, good luck, honey. I hope you make it. And then walking right, home like though? that girl's not gonna make it. So back to my grandparents seeing Greece. Uh, when they returned home, my grandma brought me into her bedroom and gave me a playbill from the show, my first playbill ever. And she kept the one that was signed by Taylor Hicks, uh, her idol. She passed away 10 years ago now, and while cleaning out her closet and packing items into storage, I kept an eye out for that playbill, but we didn't find it uh, until years later when I found it in a bag full of ticket stubs and old playbills, and I've started bringing her playbill with me when I see uh, Greece Revival alumni and shows to get them to sign it as my own way of honoring my grandma's memory and our love of Greece. That is the cutest thing, and I'm so glad that that's something you and your grandma shared in a way that it's something that you can still keep with you. I love that. I love, like, the connections through theater, and, you know, especially when it's something with our grandparents and it's cross-generational that way. Yeah, totally. So what was your experience with Greece like? Do you remember the first time you saw it? Well, yeah, I've never seen Greece live, so... I was first introduced via the movie adaptation, which I think so many people are, and I loved it. I was like, you mean these people are singing and dancing on stage? It totally gave me unrealistic expectations for high school. Um, I thought I was going to fall in love and sing about it in high school, and it turns out um, when you sing and burst into song randomly in high school, people don't join in. They think that you're weird and they hate you. But no, I remember watching it on VHS in the basement. And I remember, I think I was maybe grade four or five. But like I was young enough that my mom would fast forward through the scene with Rizzo and Kaniki in the car. <laughs> I forgot about um, that scene. That's a funny scene, actually. Because with I was the, too young. Uh, expired to see condom. An implied sex scene. Spoiler alert. And then it was just like. Well, you know, that actually totally just reminds me of a story, and I'll interrupt you very quickly. But, you know, like you said, we were kids watching Greece and being influenced by it for better or worse but I was obsessed with the song beauty school dropout and I would be like such a hooker and I remember one time my older cousin was like do you know what that means and I was like yeah like captain hook like a hooker he's got a hook on his hand Mm -hmm. and that just sounds way worse oh jesus (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure what's worse here, actually. Send us a message. Let us know what's worse. Or let us know what inappropriate things you learned from Grease the Musical. From Grease, yeah, because it's full of things that I still don't get as an adult. It was like we would fast forward through that, and then she thinks she's pregnant. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Um, (laughs) See, even that was over my head as a kid, you know? Yeah, they were just they like, say like she's PG or whatever. She's PG. She skipped a period. And then at the end, she's like, I'm not pregnant. Yeah, over my head. Man. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> were we worried about that? Um, yeah, so a lot of that stuff goes over your head when you're a kid because like it's pretty and the costumes and the bright colors and the fun music. Um, but yeah, so Greece is definitely not for children. 
Um, <laughs> we should definitely not be showing kids, you know. Oh, you really like this guy and you're not sure if he likes you back? Why don't you change your whole personality Why don't for you him? wear a leather jacket? Does that jacket? sound great? Like, no. Dress, yeah, like, I mean, if you're into dressing up in a leather jacket and heels like that, you go for it. But don't do it because of a man. Ugh. Well, you know, I will say, and that's the thing, <laughs> is that the ending to the Grease film is so different from um, the stage production. I don't know if it's still like that. I know there was rewrites and such for the, what is it, 2018 UK tour? Uh, I know. I don't know if the ending's still the same. I think it's a bit different. Anyways... In the film, he changes for her, too, and I think that's kind of sweet. But in the stage it, production, she's the only one who changes, and then she's punching Patty Simcox in the face. at the. And I'm like, no, this isn't it, friends. Listen, Not Patty it. Simcox doesn't deserve that shit. Patty she was nothing Simcox but nice. did nothing wrong, and I will die with that. She is well, my fave. She's honestly my favorite, too. People are right? like... I forget who it was, but somebody was like, if I were going to typecast you, it would be Patty Simcox in Greece. And I was like, thank you. Oh, my God. She's yeah. my girl. She's my girl. I love You're her. Totally and she literally Patty Simcox. I am Patty Simcox. And then when I'm older, I'm going to be uh, the secretary in the movie who clearly drinks. Oh, but my God. But she's just God. having a really great the time. best with her xylophone. With the she's xylophone. She's the best yeah. part of the movie. That's That's all I aspire to be when I grow up. But um, the point of this was that in the movie, though, even though he does, like, change for her, he shows up in a Letterman sweater, what happens right away? He throws it off. She shows up as a bad girl, and he's like, oh, guess I didn't have to change. Throws off his Letterman jacket and is like, look at this spicy lady. It's true. But it's like, yeah, anyway, men are trash. Wear hot stuff because you want to wear hot stuff, not because of a garbage man. Did you ever dress as Sandy for Halloween as a kid? No, actually. Really? I've always wanted to do that, though. I've kind of, like, been waiting until some I can trick somebody to fall in love with me, and then we can go with Sandy and Danny for Halloween. Right. But so far, that plan's not working. So it might be Scout and I as Sandy and Danny for Halloween. <laughs> I dressed as Sandy when I was seven years old. Um, bad girl Sandy. I don't know if that was okay. At seven years old? I don't think that was okay. And I'd like to speak with your mother, actually. <laughs> Me too, actually. Can you put her on the phone? Carol. <laughs> but really, um, it's funny because there was no Sandy costume that fit at the time. So we had it custom made. Well, yeah, because you were seven. Because I was seven. And I will have to put a photo because it's it is actually really freaking cute i had my hair all curly and i went to kindergarten i was like i'm sandy you went to kindergarten like tell me about it stud yeah and i remember seeing do you remember being a kid i don't think they still have these maybe at party stores but i've not seen them in a long time but they were like those gag props where it's like a fake cigarette yeah yeah, well, I didn't understand that, like, it was actually a really bad thing to have a, a cigarette. Um, and and I was like, I want to buy a cigarette, like a fake one, and I'm going to bring it to school because Sandy has one in her finger. I'm going to throw it down on the floor. Thank God my mom was like, that part is where we draw the line. <laughs> well, I'm glad we found the line somewhere. 
Yeah, I'm glad it was found. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, sorry, I got distracted. But I think the closest thing I saw to the stage show was when they did Grease Live. Right. Because I went to, that was the year I went to college, actually. And um, it was in the fall that it was released, because back to school, probably. And we all were getting to know each other. And so we rented out the little media room in our residence. And like most of the musical theater kids in my year, we all went, we rented it, and we streamed Grease Live together on the big screen. And it was so funny. It was like a sing-along. It was so cute. Like we talked during commercials. We talked during the show. And it was just such a fun like musical theater bonding experience because what's more musical theater than sitting around with a, with a bunch of theater kids watching Grease? Totally. And it was so precious. And that cast was really great in a lot of ways. I like, loved it. Ellie, Ellie McLemore as freaking Patty Simcox. That's That was when I was told that I would be the perfect Patty Simcox, actually. And um, then my husband, of course, Aaron Tveit, <laughs> the love of my life, he got to do Danny. And you know what? Yes, he was too old to do Danny in Grease Live. Was he, though? But you know, yes. I but don't you know what? Think John Travolta so. was also really fucking old when he played Danny. Yeah, so well, we he can... was 23, and I think he looked. I he looked older than Aaron. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know what? I will forever be grateful to Grease Live for giving us those little gym shorts. I, whenever I think of Grease Live, I think of Aaron and Jordan Fisher, and Aaron says "chicks" <laughs> while he's in those gym shorts. Somebody out there knew exactly what I wanted to see. Thank you. Fox. Thank you, Jesus. Was it Fox or NBC? I don't remember. It was NBC, Fox, whoever it is. Thank you. Thank you. But what was also great about that, I loved the choreography in Grease Lightning for that when they did like the partner <gasps> dancing during oh the dance God. break. And the I was camera like, work. Mm-hmm. And the camera work. Basically, the whole thing was spicy. I. It was. It was so much fun. It was Grease, but it was fresh and it was edgy. And I think a lot of the choreography that they added to it was what made it so oomph. And I think, you know, when you cast somebody like Julianne Huff as Sandy, it's like, yeah, that raises the bar on what you have my to God, do choreography-wise. Yeah. That was my favorite casting. Really? Oh, my God. I <laughs> thought she was incredible. I, I'm i a big fan of her work and, like, everything she does. But okay. I thought she was, like, the perfect Sandy. See? She was I, so cute. I am totally the opposite. No offense to Julianne Huff. I think you are amazing. I loved her on Dancing with the Stars. But, like, as an actress, especially, like, in musical stuff, like in Rock of Ages and then in The Grease Live, I was like, mm. I didn't I don't find think any- you need to be as strong an actress as um, the person portraying, like, Rizzo and such. I don't think, you That's know what I mean? That's true. Like, Sandy's kind of an easy type, like, an easy stunt cast yeah. in that way. But, like, all... I just, I didn't find her very genuine in it, and I feel bad saying that, but, like, I don't mean it in, like, a mean way. I just, I did not connect to her much, and that's exactly how I felt in Rock of Ages, because I went in, and I was like, I love Sherry, and then I was like, ooh. Yeah, but, I mean, to be fair, they changed that one 
Yeah, we're not going to talk about the Rock of Ages movie. I'm legally (laughs) not... We don't talk about that on here. I'm legally not allowed to discuss the Rock of Ages movie. But for, yeah, for Grease, like, was she good? Yes. Could they have cast somebody a lot better? Yeah. But could they... Like, if you think of the world of stunt (laughs) casting and who we had in that stunt cast-wise, and they were all great, but at that time, specifically that you could think of that you would have cast for that role. Well, like, does it have to be like... Well, it would have to be a celebrity. Oh, it have to be a celebrity. Because they, okay. were, they were going for... I mean, Carly Rae Jepsen was in it. Like, they oh, went right. celebrity. I forgot that Carly... Kiki Palmer. I forgot Carly Rae Jepsen was in it. Actually, I think Kiki Palmer would have been a better... Sandy, actually. She had that freaking moment as Marty that stole the show. Oh, yeah, she did steal the show as Marty, but that's why I would have loved to see her do Sandy. Yeah. But then I don't think anyone could have played Marty as well as she did. She has big leading lady energy. She does, which I think is why I really liked her. Yeah, I think she's as Marty because she's one of my favorites. Yeah, Marty's (laughs) And she really made it like a standout role. Yeah, like if I wasn't a Patty Simcox, I'd want to be a Marty. Me too. Well, not I wouldn't want to be Patty, but... Marty I is am like a Patty Simcox. Fave. I love Marty. Hmm. Anyway, those are my thoughts on Grease. I think it's fun. I think it's cute. And I think it was one of the first, like, I know that movie musicals existed before Grease, but I think Grease was really a turning point for the modern movie musical to be like, this isn't just like old cheesy stuff. We're not doing Absolutely. the whole Fred Astaire, Ginger yeah. Rogers sort of thing anymore. It was like these stories mm-hmm. are modern, they're bright, they're colorful, they're fun, and it's music that sounds like something you would listen to on the radio. So it was kind of like, yeah, to me, it's like the first like contemporary movie musical, even though it's set in the 50s, if that makes sense. Totally. Completely agree. And I think it was the first time that we really got to see these super relatable roles in a movie musical because you like you said Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers and they weren't relatable characters that they were portraying and I I can say that because I've seen every single one of their films they are my favorites and um they don't play characters that are like so relatable you know yeah you know and especially for like teenagers Right? Well, exactly. And yeah. for young people, like I think most people experience Greece for the first time as a young person, and that's why it works. And I think it's also in that way, it's one of the first shows that was really marketed to young people. And now we also have some really exciting listener questions. Mm. I know this is one of our favorite parts. I love listener questions. What have we got? Okay, okay. What is your favorite song in Greece? My favorite song in Greece is Greased Lightning. Okay. And I actually have a funny story about it. So when I was in high school, I did a production of Curtains, and we went for cast karaoke after. And me and the other two girls my age, because it was community theater, we were like, we're going to sing Greased Lightning at karaoke. <laughs> now, I don't know if y'all have ever listened to the lyrics of Greased Lightning. But I didn't, and and it wasn't until after the words pussy wagon were out of my mouth that I realized I had made a huge mistake. Um, I'm sure you all know, yeah. You know that I ain't bragging, she's a real pussy wagon greased lightning. Anyway, I was mortified. I'll never live that down. 
I did like, however, for the for the live special, they changed it to Dragon Wagon. Okay, yes. And I really think that that's a word replacement we should use. But that's just, I feel like more I grew often. up with um, those lyrics, and I don't know how I would have done that. Like, was there a separate version on a CD or something? Like... Not that I no. know of. I think it just it goes really fast. And you don't and you think, don't about, think it? about it. Okay. And then the lyrics are right in front of you, and it's karaoke, and you just sing them, and you, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but I think another one of my very favorite songs in Greece, because of course I can never have just one of favorite course. thing, um, is uh, the Sandra D. Mm-hmm. Reprise. Uh, I think it's the most beautiful song in the show. And it gives Sandy so much depth. Like, you know, we always make jokes about how, like, Greece is like, oh, she changes herself to get the guy, which, yes, she does. But, like, in that song, and especially in the verse that's cut from the movie, it's less about Danny and more about also trying to fit in and find herself. So I think it's a really empowering moment to Sandy's character when done properly. I like Sandy and I really love that song and it's just so pretty. Yeah, and you make an excellent point because in the Grease Live as well, um, I could be wrong, but I think they mostly took inspiration from the film mm-hmm. and less of the actual um, state. Well, it was a mix of both, but there is that scene right before where they're all at, is it Rizzo's house or some or Frenchie's house, someone's house? And they're being just so mean to Sandy and she let them borrow her records and they're having a good time, but she has to get home. And they just like Rizzo's being, you know, Rizzo. And then Sandy ends up singing that song a bit later in that scene. And I just think that really it's so much more about wanting to fit in than it is to get the guy. Yeah. And yeah. I agree. Like, obviously, the guy's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. And when you're in high school and you're that age, getting the guy's a big part of it. That's just, that's part of it. But I think it it really does stem from her, like, desire not to be the new girl and not to be the square and not to be teased. And just those lyrics in the middle, they're just so simple Mm -hmm. and the melody's beautiful and it just, like, conveys everything that she's been working for the entire movie and it does the show such a disservice when you cut it yeah um and i'm now thinking of one of another favorite song songs from greece uh is there are worse things i can do yes of course like it's so good which is also so good. in that scene i think it's just before that moment yeah i think they're um, like back to back they are and it's really it's powerful. Yeah, Greece you get both said, of their sides. Here you go. Here you go. They blessed Enjoy. us with back-to-back bangers. Yeah. My favorite songs in Greece. Well, like you, I have many. Um <laughs> And most of my favorite songs in Greece were cut from the film. So that is like mm-hmm. top bullshit there. But my favorite is from the stage production, and it's called Mooning. It is like, oh my god, my favorite. I think it's so underrated. It's just brilliant. Like, it's just fun. It's 
Grease is fun, and that song is a lot of fun. Um, another Freddie, my love. Mm. Like I said before, Marty, top character. Love her. Wish she was in the film version more because she is like the coolest. Um, and probably my ultimate favorite is Beauty School Dropout. I think that's such a. I love the beat. I love that one. It's so beautiful and funny and just great. I want it to be one of those girls with the. Uh, Oh, yeah, with the little hat. <laughs> the tinfoil on their head. <laughs> I still want to be one of those girls. Maybe for Halloween we could do that. That would be so cute. <gasps> oh, can we do that? Okay, we're doing that. We're going to be beauty school dropout girls. Um, That'll be great. Listen, as long as we can do it cheaply. I just dropped $200 at the vet today. <laughs> as long as we are not beauty school dropout murderers, which is like the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Again, still CW, call me. I have an idea for you. We have an idea to pitch. <laughs> yeah, I have a pitch. <laughs> oh, God. <gasps> um. But, you know, that, that leads me into another question that we have. And there's a lot of standout moments in Greece, but do you have a favorite line from Greece? Um, the first thing coming to my head right now is a hickey from Kanicki's like a Hallmark card. Of course. Um, we, <laughs> but of course. I think one of my favorites is, I don't know if it's the same in the stage show, but it's in the movie when Sandy's crying and uh, Frenchie's dabbing her tears and she's like, men are rats. They're <laughs> worse than rats. They're ticks <laughs> on fleas <laughs> on rats. They're too low for even the dogs <laughs> to bite. And it's just such a cute moment. And I don't oh. know why. I just love that line. So much. You quote that line um, a lot. <laughs> I do, I do. But I love that line, and I love. There's just so many funny ones. I love when Danny like has to make an excuse, and he's like, "Oh, is it a rocket, a rolling, a blah, blah, blah. and John Travolta just does that voice. He is glorious at that voice. I think, yeah, yeah. <gasps> it's really funny. I don't know. I just. <laughs> Well, I feel like Marty has some good ones, too. I just can't remember them right now. I should have rewatched Grease before we did that. Yeah. Um, but what about you? Do you have, like, a favorite line in Grease? Mm, I do have a few. So off the top of my head, I love the um, bite the weenie riz with, with relish. relish. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Another favorite is... Um, what happened to the Danny Zuko I met at the beach? <laughs> Maybe there's two of us. You should try the yellow pages or something. I love yeah, the that yellow pages line. or something. Maybe there's it's two just of us. so. It's funny because it's so outdated now, but still so relevant. Like it's hilarious. Um, so good. Gosh, yeah. There's just so many good ones. Um. I, I of course love the you're a fake and a phony and I, I wish, wish I never, never laid, laid eyes, eyes on, on you. you. Oh, she laid her eyes on you. It's just brilliant writing. I think it's all so funny. <laughs> I love the um, uh, Marty, the Maricino line, like a cherry. I think it's just so fun. It's just so cute. I like when um she like opens her thingy and it's all these photos of all her different boyfriends. <gasps> I know. A marine. A marine. 
And with that, we've concluded our Grease Show History episode. We hope you all enjoyed that. It was so much fun for us to write and, you know, just reflect back on one of our favorite musicals. Yeah, we had so much fun talking about the iconic Grease today. And we want to let you all know that you guys are the ones that we want and we'll always be together wherever you like to listen to podcasts. But it's... As always, I'm Chris. I'm Jocelyn. Together we are breaking the curtain. And we look forward to seeing y'all real soon. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Stay safe. Stay stagey. And we love you. Bye, everybody. Bye, friends.